in our hearts. Lord, give us attentive ears to hear you. Bless us and use us to hear your word as you want us to hear. Let your word as its purpose in every one of our life. Spirit of God, you take control over every situation and the circumstances. In the mighty and the wonderful name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, we offer this prayer. Amen. I thank God for the privilege God has given to me to stand before you to share God's word. As we started this day and also this month, and we say this as a season. It, this is the season of what? Season of? Season of Christmas, season of celebration. So why we say this as a season? So year after year, when the 12 months comes, December falls, everything starts. It's not only with us, around the world. Every world, every country in this world have their own way of started celebrating. You know the, what is the, how we celebrate, it makes the difference. Why it is a season? There are many reasons. It is not one day event. Not for a week. But for stretch to even a month and above. So throughout, we will be celebrating. There are many things, as all of you know. Starting from greetings. From now itself, we started uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas uh, wishes, December wishes, and the preparation for everything new. We wanted to keep everything new at home, new ourselves, new clothes, something, and so on. Giving the, buying the gift, receiving the gift, so many ways means so many ways. But the church has something. What is that? We, uh, of course, in our, in our many cities, many villages, and have the different way, as I said, one of the things is praising God and going on the street, worshipping God with your new songs and glorify God. Right? In all related to the birth of Jesus Christ. Another reason. So, the celebration is not one day event. It is stretched and it is multiplies and different forms and different views. At the same time, another reason for the season is even the birth of Christ was not exactly on particularly on 25th. So, Jesus came to this world in this season. So, that is why, so 25th was not there at that time. So, what we are doing, it, it is, uh, that is another reason. So, we will talk about it later. But, that is not sure on 25th. So, we celebrate throughout the month. Right? And, uh, it goes on and on. But our point is, one of the things, 
as a children of god we praise him differently we worship him differently new songs will be added in our life in our congregation during this season so we have many reasons to praise him particularly when we take about our church so when the december comes one way we look behind about 11 months we are thanking god keep on thanking 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 every day one side it is going thanking god another side within our mind expectation what is new for the new year what is god is gift so when we are coming closer closer to 29 30 31 and all we will be expecting what is something new so if we are uh, thanking is reducing so or we can say both are together thanking god and expecting the new thing from the new year am i right if you believe say amen to that amen. ah so you are now with me thank you and uh, what is the what is the uh, promise of this month sister can you please display niv yes may your unfailing love be with us lord even as we what is that put on hope in you the year of hope pastor has explained much about it who is us it is very clear here it is us we are who we are even the song confirms that so when we look at when i remember the past week and even till before i come here god is confirming the word of today yesterday most of you are not there in the intercessory prayer and god spoke to us i minister to us only from this psalm 33 and last month i thought of okay when we are presenting so many messages what to preach okay we are in the end of the year let us remind our congregation about this year is the year of hope so that they will remember what we hope for in the past what we are going to hope for till the rest of the day so let me take the promise of the year itself for the message of today i decided and i meditate that what i found is this So here the psalmist says rejoice in the lord o you righteous for praise from the upright is beautiful first of all it is a rejoice in the lord it is a commandment it is a commandment and before that what he says verse 11 be glad in the lord and re- rejoice you righteous and shout for joy all you upright in heart the psalmist when he start chapter 31 he says that and he concluded be glad and rejoice as he close 31 start with again rejoice again this command 
Why is that? Why we have to rejoice? Who we are? Here the Bible says that you righteous. You are righteous. Amen. You are righteous. Psalmy says, God says you are righteous. Amen. Why? We are chosen people. Amen. God made us righteous. Amen. Then I will come to know what it is. It means it. But here, the psalmy says, you are righteous. Be glad. Rejoice. Why we should rejoice? Why we should rejoice? The psalmy says, verse 1 in 32, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, Amen. whose sin is covered. Amen. Because of our sins are forgiven, Amen. the psalmist says, you rejoice. Amen. Our sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. He says, he, he commands us, be rejoice. And also in 32, he says, another reason. What is that reason? God to be praised here because he, one is forgiven. In 33 he says, he is in control both of those things. That, that is, makes God worthy to be praised. Because in 33 fully he says, God is in control. Hallelujah. God is in control. Hallelujah. Over you, over your family, over the church, over the nation, over the world. Amen. Because he is the creator. Hallelujah. He controls over everything. Glory to God. We are separated from the world. Amen. We have another higher reason to rejoice. Amen. Why? God has forgiven our sins. Hallelujah. We should be proud of. Amen. God has forgiven. So, two reasons. God has forgiven my sin. God is control, oh, take control over my life. Hallelujah. So I praise Him. Amen. I rejoice. Amen. I glorify. Amen. That's why the Bible says, you, you righteous. Since your, your sins are forgiven, here the term God calls us, you are righteous. Amen? Amen? Amen. So today, the title of my message is, why should we rejoice in our God? Why should we rejoice in our God? And uh, in general, as I said, the definition for that is, a righteous man is, in the sight of God, one who accepts Jesus Christ, specific. One who accepts Jesus Christ into his life, through which... He becomes righteous. And as a result of this, he does not live in the counsel of the wicked or in the counsel of the world. So he is the man who is righteous. When you go in little more specific, here it says, the only way anyone can be righteous, listen carefully, the only way anyone can be righteous or right standing before God is by trusting in Jesus and the sacrifice he made for us on the cross. Whenever sins are covered, 
by this atoning sacrifice the shed blood of jesus we are forgiven and are then accepted as a righteous before god amen is it enough god made us jesus christ made us to stand before him to rise stand before him because our sins are forgiven we are cleansed by the precious blood of jesus christ hallelujah amen hallelujah so we are, we will not celebrate this season as the world celebrate but we always make worshiping the lord singing unto him praising him that is our joy our joy is in the lord amen. not in the things of the world things of the world or in the other people of the world we are not going to celebrate this season as the world celebrate we celebrate this season differently hallelujah that's why year after year we have these two events important even in the church number one is christmas outreach Amen. to remind you all of us and also it is a opening for us to invite those who do not know what is christmas to bring them and make them to know who is christ and what is the purpose of his coming to this world secondly as a family we is a joy to sing unto the lord new song new languages whatever is unknown to me is a new language right whatever is unknown to you is a new language so we are going to hear so this events also it is a expression of glorifying god not unto us amen, amen? amen. so in this once again we go back verse 1 tells us chapter psalm chapter 33 verse 1 praise from the upright is beautiful what he says here praise from the upright is beautiful what does it mean yes there are many emotions that can be grip our hearts no emotion is as beneficial or as beautiful as a heart that filled with a praise for the lord Amen. Amen. Praising God is beautiful. Amen. All of us we want to be beautiful, is it? <laughs> If you want to be beautiful, you can express your emotions Amen. and sing unto the Lord. Amen. Praise him, Amen. right? Amen. Secondly, verse 2. It calls us to use our musical skills. Verse 2. Brother, can you read? praise the lord praise the lord from with the harp and make melody with him with instruments of 10 strings verse 3 yeah sing unto him a new song play skillfully with a shout of joy you know verse 2 says use our musical skills to praise him when the instruments are played for his glory it honors him because music is another form of praise to god music also will help us to join to glorify god god has given skillful talented musicians instrument there are many 
they do not have that. God has blessed us. So, that also will help us to worship God. Verse 3 says, Call on us to sing unto him your new song, as I said from the beginning. The idea of your new song means that we are to be thoughtful of and we are exercise our mind to find new ways to praise him. What I mean is, we add new words. New songs is always in this season. And as time and again, week after week, as I was exalting here to worship, two things is necessary. One is to know about you, one is to know about our God. So in this season, we should think about what else I know from God to sing your new song. Find a new song. What else about God? Who He is? So far, what I know, and hereafter, what I am going to exalt Him, how I am going to exalt Him, the new song helps us to know God more than joyful shout you know why it is not someone all others to see us when we make a joyful noise it is not only others to see us in this season again you have to keep the, 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 the your mind widely not limited it is a season this for one month and above, and we are going to, or we are celebration. So we are inside the celebration, the one thing is praising, Amen. right? Hallelujah. And in that we have to make a joyful noise. Praise 
So what it is, not only to see us, we are to praise him so that other will also aware who he is, who is our God, and what he has done to his people, what he has done to us. So I hope you understood. You caught my words. When we shout, make a joyful noise, not to make prominent the people should see you. No, more than that. Let the people see who he is our God. Hallelujah. What he has done. Hallelujah. For that we will make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Is it not wonderful? Amen. Yes. Glory now having commanded us to praise the Lord, the psalmist now gives us the reasons why we are to praise him. So here the messages from these scriptures, we'll move on to 4 to 9. First point is, we should rejoice in his word. We should rejoice in his word. Verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works is done in truth. Yes. The word is right. As the idea of upright, straight, correct. So the word of the Lord is right. It is straightforward. It is correct. This word reminds us that God's word sets as the standard for righteousness and morality. The word of God is like a compass that guides the people of God through the desert of the world. World is very wide. If you do not know the direction, the word of God becomes a compass to us. Even if you are in the middle of the sea, so the word guides the people. So far as the word of God is the foundation. The word of God is is so important so that if you trust, if you keep your word, if you follow the word, you will not be missed. Anywhere or elsewhere. Right? That's why we have to rejoice. And all around us, we see the results of forsaking the word of God. Our society has been cast adrift upon the sea of the time of without the rudder. Our nation and the world as a whole has abandoned the obvious results of sinful man's foolish decision to abandon the world of God is rampant. Immorality, weaknesses, and the evil in the world. So this is, this is how the world is changed. So those who read the word, the word of God, honor the word, and live by the word, know the word, the precious word, of God, they can say with the psalmist, your word is the lamb unto my feet and the light unto my path. If you are the same, say amen to that. If the word of God is the lamb unto your feet and the light unto your path, you say amen. Amen. Right. 
So we are in the right path. We are not in the darkness. Once we were in the darkness, but since we know the Lord and we are in the light, we are the people of light. Amen. Amen. Right. They also know that the truth. What is the truth? Proverbs 6.23 says, we says, For the commandment is the lamp, and the law is light, and reproves the instruction or the way of life. So the children of God have rudder and they sail the uncertain seas of life. So his word can discern his will of the course of our life. We can find out how we are to live day by day by the word. So the word is personal. First of all, as I said, it is a word. The word is precious. What I said so far, it is so precious. Now it is under the word, it is so personal. How is it? In his word, we learn about the Lord himself. His word is his revelation himself. And we learn he does everything he does in truth. Verse 4 says, The word carries the idea of a steadfastness. We learn, verse 5, that he loves righteousness and justice. This reminds us, he will bless those who honor his word. And he will judge those who abandon his word. Verse 5, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Yes. So it also teaches the goodness. God's goodness can be seen in all the world around us. So word is so important. If you know more of God's word, that means you will know more about our God. Right? Hallelujah. We should be surrounded with the word. So that will reveal or reminds us of God. He is always surrounds us. And the word also is a revelation of the person of God. The word as we know, as always I used to say about the Word of God. When we look at the Bible, I'll say this. This Bible, when I hold this in my hand, I used to say it talks about three things. One is about God. Second is about the world. Right? About the past, present, and the future. How the world was created and how the world is today how it is going to be in the future. Our God is the same as he was from the beginning and he is the same even today. Right? So that's why this word revealed God himself. That is the revelation. So here, how else could the, the holy God, the heavenly God, he is great, supreme, eternal God. He reveals himself. So it goes on and on. John 5.39 says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. 
and these are sorry these are they which testify of me jesus said search the word this word will testify about me to know jesus christ search the word that's his commands so we should praise him for the word because it reveals the nature of god to us so we praise him rejoice in him thirdly the word is powerful the same word is powerful and in this verse 6 to 9 can you please read it by by the word of the lord the heavens were made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth he gathered the waters on the seas together as a heap he lay up the deep in storehouses let all the earth fear the lord let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him for he spoke and it was done he commanded and it stood fast yes so everything what we see around us was spoken unto existence by the word of god amen, amen? everything that is visible everything that is invisible everything that is large everything that is small everything that is near and everything that is far came into existence through the word of god hallelujah through the word of god god spoke everything came to existence so you know the power of god now the same word is given to us the word is to us we should personalize that word we should abide by that word and you know the word is precious personal and the word is powerful such a word god has given to us as a promise to us hallelujah he is a god of promise we are the promised children when we are looking for the promise for the new year the word as a such a powerful word god has given us as a promise hallelujah walk in it amen walk in it amen that is the light for you for your life so this is the testimony of the word about the uh, about his word so here hebrew 4:12 says quickly for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart so there are many words speaks about what is the power of god so the god's word is precious it is personal and it is powerful secondly why should we rejoice in it? that is we re- we should rejoice in his will god's will so without god's will nothing we will have you may think that we may do this that and all things we may plan for it but since in the beginning itself we accepted and god has called us we are righteous hallelujah 
we are righteous. Righteous in the sense, we said that God has forgiven all our sins. Right? And he cleanses us with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Right? It is not only choosing, cleansing, making us, it costs something, the blood. So, God has invested or paid such a valuable price of, for the blood of Jesus Christ and he bought us. We are belongs to him. And we have all the reasons to go and live by his will. Right? By his will. So that's why when we accept Jesus Christ, we accept him as a Lord and Savior hereafter. That means hereafter, not me, Lord. You alone. Let your will be done. Let your name be glorified. There is nothing for myself. You are the Lord. You are my Lord to rule over me. You guide me. You lead me. You teach me. You provide me. Everything is yours. Why? I am belongs to you. Amen. That should be our understanding. That should be our confession. That should be our faith. And the confidence, I can say. Amen? amen. If you have the confidence, say amen. Louder amen. amen. Right. That's good. Okay. His will, first of all, his will as a dominant in our life. It should be. Man can make their plans and their devices. Their schemes, but the end, God's will is going to be accomplished. Amen. If you look at all the plannings of the nations, it is possible to become filled with the fear. All the wisdom of the world is nothing to God. All the plans of the peoples are frustrated by God. The greatest empires of the history of the world, like Rome, Egypt, and Persia, have all crushed. But the word of the Lord stands firm. Amen. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Amen. This fact reminds us the Lord's wisdom is great. Amen. While nations rise and fall, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Hallelujah. Time after time, God has been proven Right while the wisdom of man has failed. Let those of us who trust in the Lord praise Him for His great wisdom. Hallelujah. No matter what my citizenship on earth, I am citizen of heaven. Amen. I am citizen of heaven. Shout for the joy for his wisdom. Hallelujah. We need not fear because our God is in control of all things. Hallelujah. He will have the final word because his will is dominant. Praise. Secondly, verse 11 of 33. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans, the plans of his heart to all generation. That means his will is 
determined already. His will for us is determined by God. It is not you ask or me ask what is your will and he has his will concerning all of us. He determined that. So how is it? The things that occur in this world are all parts of the Lord's plan for ages. But here, when we say God has determined what will take place in the world and that is what is going to happen. For example, let us read Psalm 46 verses 9 to 11. Psalm 46, 9 to 11. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spears in two. He burns the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nation. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Inshallah. Yeah. So, even 6 says, whatever the Lord pleased that he did in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places. Roman 8.28, please. Roman 8.28. We know that. It is a very familiar verse. We always believe in that. We claim that word for all situation. Roman 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purposes. Yes, it is already determined Amen. what is God's will for us. Amen. Determined by God. Amen. Thirdly, His will is desirable. Amen. How is it? Verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. So here the psalm is mentioned that the nations that honor God, he says that they will be blessed. Amen. We are the nation of God. Amen. We are blessed. Hallelujah. This is clearly seen in the histories. Even if we take the western countries, all common USA or Great Britain, both the nations were ruled by the series of men who, while not perfect and at least acknowledged God and declared their dependence upon Him. Amen. You agree on that? Yes. Even though they do not believe that, uh, they, they declared that their dependency is in God. Now, that both the nations have declared their independence from God. That is the changes. Before, knowingly or unknowingly, I do not know, but we have to accept it because gospel came to us through them. So yes, they are dependent in God. So now, they all wanted to be independent. God is away. <clears throat> So we can see the results all around them. They have abandoned or forsaken God 
and he has abandoned them to their choices. There is a lesson in this for the individual as well. Those who respond to God's will by submitting to him will be blessed. Those who respond to God's will by submitting to Him will be blessed. Amen. We are blessed Amen. because we submit ourselves to our God. Amen. Amen? Amen? Right. So here we have a reason to rejoice. Hallelujah. That's why the message is for us. Amen. If we are submitted ourselves to the will of God, we have reasons to praise Him and rejoice in Him. Amen. So here, the man to make his plan without <coughs> sorry, consulting the will of God is to reject Him as a creator. Anyhow, we move on to the next. The third one is from verse 13 to 19. Can you please read them? The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their the works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by great strength. Behold, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him, and those who hope in His mercy. Verse 19, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. What we know from here is, the third point is, we should rejoice in His watching. In His watching. God is watching over us. All the time. Amen. Whether you are aware or not, God is watching. Yes. We deserve and we pray and we expect God to watch over us when, whenever we are traveling. <laughs> this is the season for traveling also. It is not only season for celebration, it is a season for traveling also. Some of you traveled, some of you are yet to travel. So we always pray God to watch over us, care for us, bless us, protect us. Yes, all things are true. Let us see what God is watching. And His watching is absolute. Our God is in heaven. He is not in one side. He is in above. So by his eyes are on the affairs of man. For where he sits, he sees everything that takes place. He sees it. There is no deed or no thought, no sin or good work that can occur without his intimate knowledge. Hallelujah. Neither. So whatever the circumstances, nothing can be hidden from the sight of God. Hebrew 4.13 says, And there is no creature 
hidden from his sight but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account <clears throat> he knows every deeds proverbs 15 verse 3 says the eyes of the lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good you may think that i am a good person i am a believer i am so and so and uh, this person is so and so and he is god is uh, why is god is unfair in certain things this and that no god is watching you good and bad he is watching he knows everybody so he is every deeds are known even some on 39 verse 2 says you know my sitting down and my rising up you understand my thought afar off he knows our thoughts he knows our deeds he knows our motives jeremiah 17 verse 10 says i the lord search the heart i test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doings is it there in your bible yes jeremiah chapter 17 verse 10 and also he says matthew 12:36 but i say to you that for every idle word men may speak they will give account of it in the day of judgment it's a warning so what do we understand god is watching god is i rejoice because god is watching me why how what are they god watching my deeds god is watching my thoughts god watching my motives and actions god is watch, watching even hearing every idle word is accounted so in the day of judgment we have to give account of idle words i don't want to explain all those things we are read it and we have studied in james when we are studying uh, james in the castle studies so dear children of god be aware of at the same time be ready to praise him rejoice in the lord because god is watching one more thing in his watching is there this things it is not only protection and prevention and always we look at it when i say that god is watching the evil also when we are have that consciousness we will be very scary to commit any sin even in our words we cannot think that when we are far from the children far from the parents or any individual far from everyone or some people some churches as i have seen when they go out of the church they are different person when they come inside the church they are different so you should not be when you are at home you are different when you come to office you are different but dear children of god be same 
behave same as you are in the office, you should be the same at home. And what you are in the home, you should be same at outside. When you come to church, you are different. So in that case, the lesson is, be aware of not committing any sins against God and God's will. Keep ourselves. When we remember God is watching, that become a protection for us. Keep us holy. As God wants us to be. Right? So here, God is watching. So he knows everything. There is no... Nothing can be hidden from him. Secondly, his watching is aware. God is watches the heathen and they make their plans and set their aims in Ari. He sees their vain effort after his plans and seek to obtain their own salvation through dominating their enemies. He sees them as they live for the world and give no thoughts to the world to come. So these two verses are just a reminder that God knows what the wicked are up to. Sometimes I think we think he forgets, but he never does it. He sees is all one day he will judge them according to their works. And thirdly, God is watching us. He is affectionate. And uh, verse 18 and 19. Just I'll go fast. Behold, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him and on those who have hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So the God who controls all things takes the initiative interest in your life. His eyes is on those who fear him. Amen. That's what the scripture says. Amen. His eyes are upon those who fear him Amen. and upon those whose hope is his mercy. Amen. And those individuals who have looked to the Lord for their souls of salvation are the recipients of the tender which care and his promise in verse 19. That he will secure them and supply them. He will take care of his own. Amen? He sees everything that happens to you. He sees all the pains you are going through. He sees all the problems you are facing. He sees all the attacks of your enemies. He sees the hurts, the fears, the valleys and the sorrows. Nothing escaped from his watch. While a lost world lives in fear, the people of God can rest in the arms of divine sovereignty. Knowing that, their God will take care of them. His eyes are on your life and he knows more about your needs than you do. He will not fail you. He will not desert you. He loves you and he will take care of you until you join him in his glory. Psalm 37 verse 25 and 28. 
Psalm 37. 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. Verse 26. 28. The Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They preserve they are preserved forever and his descendants of the wicked shall be cut off amen he is worthy to be praised for the fact that he watches over all things especially the needs of his people hallelujah he watches over you to meet all your needs hallelujah amen praise god as a conclusion the psalm is closes this psalm by expressing his resolve to continue trusting in the lord we can rest in his word we can rest in his will we can rest in his watching as our trust in him deepens our ability to rest in him grows and when we are resting in him we can rejoice in spite of everything that is going on around us hallelujah amen amen whatever is goes around us you need not bother about it why god is with us he is watching over us and his word is with us yes all whatever happens to us is by his will so we rejoice in him as a righteous for three things one is for his word in his word second is in his will third is in his watching so here as a conclusion he deserves we deserve a god who is worthy to be praised Amen. he deserves uninhibited praises of his people Amen. he deserves our best songs the loudest shouts Amen. and our devoted service Amen. and he is worthy to be praised He wants us to take fresh look at him today so that we might be filled with the praise of him. Amen. The question is as the Lord touches you in some area of your life are you praising him like he deserves? I apply this question to to you. think about are you praising him like he deserves do you need to thank him for his word his will and his watching do you need to bring some sin to him in repentance any of you if you are not enjoying in this word there is something wrong that has to be brought and to the feet of our lord do you need to seek his help in some matters do you need to come before him and seek him in worship let's close our eyes close our eyes recollect everything what you have heard we are children of god the word of god says you are righteous Sami says you are righteous because your sins are forgiven. Secondly, the God is in control over your life. 
So there are many reasons for us to rejoice, to praise and to glorify. The Word is with us. God is watching us. He, His will will be done in our life, in all the time. It may look positive or negative, but God's will be done in our life. That is our desire. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your children. As you spoke to us, let your word remain in us. Help us to hold on your word and live with your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we offer this prayer. Now it's a time for us to go to the Lord, the Lord's table. And as all of you, and we know that there are certain things we should be reminded, even though it is week after week, month after month, we exalt you through his word. There is nothing without God's word. We cannot take this, take part in this Lord's table and uh, as uh, casual or as you wish. It is not a tradition and uh, it is not a ritual and it is a commandment and also it is an ordinance of the New Testament church. So we have all the reasons to take part in it and uh, let me read the, the usual portion and First uh, Corinthians chapter 11. Verses from 23. For I received from the Lord that I which also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup, and after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26. For as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat the bread of and the drink and of the cup, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many asleep. So here, there are three things you have to mention and uh, you have to remember, and uh, what is the past, what is the present, the what is the future. In the past, it is a, it has happened in the Old Testament time as a Passover, and Jesus Christ also did it before his death on this earth, and it is a memorial. What is a memorial? It was done in the past, and even Jesus Christ has done this. And here, and the the the, the future is we, uh, the we have to 
proclaim this. Jesus died, he was buried, he was rose again, and he is going to come. That is the proclamation. The present, this has to be done and with a self-examination, with reverence, and with all other Christians. All are expected. So, this is not only fellowshipping among us, believing that Jesus, we are taking part with him. So, what you see, the bread represents the body of Christ. The blood represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And this has to be taken in a worthy manner. This is prepared for those who are accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and testified in the waters of baptism. And even though we are believers, if we have any unforgiven sin in us, that's why the scriptures exalt us, examine yourself. If you are not having conviction and a clear mind, you are not expected to take part in it. And still there is a time for you to pray and confess of your unforgiven sin before Lord and uh, with a consciousness, assurance of your forgiveness, you are uh, welcome to take part in this Lord's table. So let's pray for the bread and wine. Father God, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the bread and wine which kept before us. It is our privilege. It is our blessing. And it is the commandment. And we are here we are to obey your commandments. And Lord, I pray for each and every one of your children whom you brought, who are waiting upon you, Lord, to take part in this celebration. Lord, bless us. Now we pray, bless the bread and wine as we are going to take part in it. Let your will be done in our life as our usual. Dear Father, help us to be united in, in this faith, in this love, in this fellowship as you want us to be until you come. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we offer this prayer. So, dear children of God, the ushers will uh, help you and direct you. Please cooperate with them. Let's go to the Lord's table. You can go this side. You say it. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ.
Amen. Let us be on our feet. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, for we have received his body, and we have taken in his blood. Give him thanks, bless his holy name, for the opportunity, for this privilege, in his presence this hour. We give you praise, we give you glory, we appreciate you, Jehovah, blessed be your name. Thank you, O Lord, for the power, for the strength, for the enablement, for the healing. Your blood and your flesh has transferred to us. Thank you for the everlasting life that we receive through your blood. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise. I want you to talk to God. Let this earth not be where only I will partake with you in this supper. Lord, in your kingdom, let me be with you, partaking with you in your supper. Let this world not be my end of partaking with you. Enable me, Lord. Help me, Jehovah, that I will be with you in that place you have prepared for me, partaking in this upper with you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus has the power to heal. Nothing is impossible with the blood of Jesus. I want you to spend this time talking to God concerning that your expectation because the blood of Jesus is available unto you right now. Begin to talk to God. Take the advantage of the blood the blood that destroys the works of the devil. With the blood, you are able to do more than you can imagine. With the blood of Jesus, you are healed of all your infirmity. Take the advantage of the blood now and talk to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Please, let us listen to this announcement. From next Friday, our children will not be going for their Friday school. They will be with us here in this auditorium. Praise the Lord. Let parents take note so that henceforth they will be able to, you will be able to take care of your children as they sit with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Once again, Lord, we are grateful unto you. We thank you, O Lord, for what you have done in our lives today. We thank you for the enablement. We thank you, my Father, for the peace, for this season of joy that you have brought us into. Thank you, my Father, because you are going to fill our mouth with your praise. Throughout this season, we are going to have one reason, even more than we can imagine, to praise you in the name of Jesus. Our mouth shall be full of your praise. Our mouth shall be full of thanksgiving. We shall shout it and our neighbor will hear of it. In the name of Jesus. 
thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.